I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, let's get into it. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hurts, man. Broncos versus the Eels. Broncos, I mean, Eels pumped us next, next game. <laughs> um, look, this was extremely disappointing. This was like... It, it was a perfect example of how far we have fallen as a team. The same team that we bashed at home, like into submission... Where we're all sitting there going, fuck, look at this young Broncos just taking it to this big uh, Eels pack that dominates everyone else. Uh, fast forward, you know, five weeks or so, and we, we get absolutely slaughtered by them. Um, the, Eels were, these were, the Eels were outstanding. The Eels were outstanding. And, you know, I know a lot of other people just refuse to, or they don't want to believe that they're a premiership threat. I think they are. I really think they are. Like, that's two on the trot now. Um, two big wins and like I just I can't count them out I just can't count the Eels out they looked fast they looked uh, they looked energetic and yes I understand that we, we've seen this all year long where they do it for a game and then they you know then they the next game they're, they're low then they're up then they're low but I just think that Moses coming back another couple games Dylan Brown they look dangerous to me Gutho was starting to hit form I think the Eels look fantastic. What do you think about the Eels, Guru? Yeah, I thought they performed really well in this game. I love the way the halves are playing at the moment. Um, it's tough to get a read on them for me, though. Like, you look back over the last few weeks, and you know, round 19, they played Brisbane. They got played off the park that night. Then round 20, they came over against the Penrith Panthers, who I thought Paramount had played sensational. But you did have the Nathan Cleary send-off, so it sort of made it hard to get a guide on that game. Mm. Um, they then beat Manly. Then got dusted 26-0 by the Rabbitohs. And then since then, yes, they've had two big wins, but it's been Canterbury and the Bulldogs, two teams that aren't mm. top eight sides. So there is... If you had to face one of Canterbury or the Bulldogs, who would you take? That's what I Sorry, Canterbury and then uh, the Brisbane Broncos. No, there. I'm with you. <laughs> so, like, it's, yeah, it's hard to get a gauge. But they can only play who's put in front of them. And they the pounded both of them. And they pounded them, yes. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And I love the way the halves are playing at the moment. We spoke about... Brimson being the best player of the week. If Gutho wasn't second, Mate, Gutho he was, was he was very very impressive. Mm. So I'm I'm so excited to see what they do this week against the Melbourne Storm at yeah. home. 
it's it's an interesting one. It's, it's a real gauge for them because we know the Storm are playing good footy. Like we know that it's it's really interesting. The Storm have like almost taken a step back. Like they've they've fallen back on their fundamentals of what they are as a team of this just grindy fucking just stay in the game, mm. real gritty. But yeah, back to the Eels. I know it's against lesser opponents. The key thing for the Eels, the key thing for the Eels going into this week is they need to erase those last two mm. games because the last thing they need to go into the storm is think they're well beaters and they're, they're going to kill it, they're going to dominate. They need to really always remember. And I think they – I just think they will. I think that they're going to – look, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I think there's a – I just – there is a chance they go on a run. I wouldn't want to play them in finals footy. I really wouldn't want to. Like – Put it this way, they finish top four. They win that first week. Boom, they're in a prelim. That's a, that's a successful year in my opinion. Yeah, and you're gonna, and I know fans are going to sit there, oh, that's not successful. Like they didn't win the comp, they didn't make grand final. It's like, look, only one team wins the comp. Yeah. A prelim for me right now is, is a, a successful year. Um, I, think, I think getting knocked out, you know, in the finals first couple of weeks would be a satisfactory year. And then obviously not making the finals is, you know, a very poor year. Uh, you know, I think Mitchell Moses is just – I think he deserves a, a massive credit, Mitchell Moses. I think he's become really, really consistent. And I think there's a – even when they play poorly, he's usually their best player. Uh, I think he's matured massively as a player. Uh, but, uh, Timmy, what do you reckon about the Eels? Yeah, I mean, it's – like we say it every week, mm. but still not a lot has changed. And this week – is as big a game as it's going to get for Parramatta because they play, they win, they're in the top four. Mm. And what we've said for the last 10 to 12 weeks is that Parra really need to be top four because we, we questioned whether they could put those four weeks together in a row with their inconsistency all year to win a comp. Mm. So if they can win this week, they get the opportunity to take on Perrin three quarter finals that they've beaten twice this year. They mm. know they can beat them. And if they can win that, as you said, straight to a prelim final, week off, Every chance in the world. So, really fascinating game with Melbourne. The one that stands out for me is just their left edge is getting better and better and better. And we look at the best edges in the game, and you go probably Barney's left edge and, and Penrith left edge are probably you know the, the, the pinnacle of the game. Mm. But Parramatta's left edge with Brown Lane now Tommy Opacic of all people, yeah, and Mike Sivo, and then Gutho being a key part of that as well. Is absolutely elite. Teams yeah. cannot defend it. Yeah, I know. And then they give like the way Brown squares up and creates that space out the back. How quickly Gutho's sweeping. Mm. They give Sivo an inch and he scores every time. You can't oh, stop the bloke. He's a beast. So eh? that that like they made the switch. Uh, Mitchie Moses and Dylan Brown. I keep forgetting it was last year or the year before, but it's been so pivotal to their attack and their success. Uh, and I think. It's just near impossible to defend it. When they get it right yeah. and when they're rolling through the middle, oh, like it can win them a comp, that left edge. Yeah. And, mate, the right edge, like, not as mm. good as the left, but, like, they found Wong and Blake's spot now, I think. Yeah. I think Wing is his spot. Moses yeah. in sensational form. IPAT was the best forward in rugby league last mm. year. Mm. Like, across the park, they are just – and I, I thought um, Junior Bolo, I thought he had a really good game on the weekend. He was back to his offloading. Yeah, I I think I think he was injured those f- few weeks yeah, where he was sense. really down. Yeah, um, he because he looked way better. Too, yeah, so. mm. um, and you look at there. Yeah, look, it, it's hard. You're right though. It's hard to gauge because the Broncos, the first twenty minutes, they completed at fifty four percent 
they had six errors and three penalties oh. in the first 20 minutes. Like that's just that's terrible. That's unex. That's the frustrating thing about that is that is not talent. That is not anything other than concentration and attitude. That's it. That's it. Um, and so it's hard to say say whether look did Eels get lucky and just play a terrible Broncos side and just blow them off the park, or are the Eels just back to their best? Um, so it's it's hard to say. I will say though that to, in their defence, their run at the end of the year. This is even though it sounds crazy to say this. This is actually their best run that they've had compared to the last couple of years. Because the last couple of years they just went like this, well, mm. off a cliff. Whereas this year they've managed to like, you know, yeah they'll drop a game and play shocking, but then the next game they'll come back and play really well. Um, so that is a positive. Like their their end year has improved, if not the most, like not if not crazy. It's definitely improved. Definitely improved. Um, I mean, like my, my biggest worry all year has just been, like, I've said all year, I don't really care what they do in the regular season. I know mm. they're going to be there come finals. They're a finals team. Like, in my opinion, they're playing for a top four this weekend. Finals starts a week early for them. Yeah. And I, I, as Tim said, like, I'm not confident that they can put four games in a row on the four, – four wins in a row on. Like, if they lose this week, they're going to have to play five weeks in a row of final standard footy. Yeah. Which is, which is what's going to make it tough. So mm. – if, if if they can win this week against the Melbourne Storm, I'm look at I'm looking at them because like think about this: they win this week, they play a Penrith Panthers the first week. Clear is back, so it's even though it's like that Penrith side is just almost looks unbeatable. If there is a time to play them, it's that first week because if you beat them, you put them on the other side of the draw. Like if we were talking about any other team in this comp, and I said you've got to beat Melbourne this week to play Penrith, mm. you'd be going. Miss me with yeah, that. No but this team, yeah. they're the one team that can actually beat these sides. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, they, before Cleary got sent off, they were up in that game, weren't they? 12-6? Yeah, and then that, that, they were the much better team. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing that makes – and it's the same in this game. Like, they were well and truly up against Brisbane. Then you had Reynolds and a couple of other guys get injured, which sort of takes it away from Parramatta to some extent. But in both games, they were the better team by far and away yeah. before all that shit happened. Yeah, so it's – it's a huge, it's a huge game this weekend because if you just, I I agree that if they can win this game this week and then they, and it sounds stupid, like of course if they beat Penrith in week one, but it, it's because they don't have to go on a run then they can go boom prelim, then they're eighty minutes away from a GF. Yep. Whereas if if they lose this weekend, they have to go win 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 pretty much and and I, I, yeah they can go on a four game winning streak, <laughs> but if there is a team in the comp that like seems to struggle with that. It is the Parramatta Eels. So this this weekend could set them up so massively, like massively set them up. Because as you said, they're the only team in the comp we know for a fact can ambush the Storm and the Penrith Panthers. So, it, oh, fuck. It's, yeah, it's so interesting. I can't wait to see how they play this week. I cannot wait. And I, I really like Para and the way they play. They're exciting. Um you know, they, they get amongst it, but there's they're not too wrestle heavy. You know, there are some sides that, are, that rely quite heavily on the wrestle. Uh, Dylan Brown is just such a pleasure to watch. Like, so smooth, so silky. Just his potential. I, mate, he's, what, 21, turning 22? Yep. He is still so, so young. And he looks like... what When all the great players look like they have more time than other players... And he's one of those players where they, he's always got time. And you're going, how does he always have that extra second that no one else does? But yeah. they create it for themselves. Yeah, but they don't normally create it at this age. No, nah, not this early. Not this early, for sure. That's like the scary thing about him. How, I mean, you've got to also consider the last, last few years, like 
his season's been derailed a few times by back injuries, and mm. like it hasn't it hasn't been easy for Dill Brown. So to be doing what he's doing, it's very impressive. Um, outside of that, um, yeah, forward pack was outstanding. I mean, when you look at these forward pack numbers, you've got all of them over 100 meters. Most of them, you know, around the 150. Uh, they just they're a special side. I think Opacek is really they found their guy. Like it, they just needed a solid center for a while there. I thought it was uh, Murata Nikora. Mm-hmm. Nikore. I thought he was the guy to do that, but he probably is better off bringing off the bench or playing at thirteen if he has to because he's such a big body. Whereas, I think Opacek is he's always a seven out of ten. Yeah, and that's what he's you need. There. That's what you need at yeah. center sometimes. And so that's- Pensini, um, he. He, he gets forgotten a lot, but he's only 19 still. So there's what, a lot yeah. to like. What it does is Opacic at centre. And, and credit to Brad Arthur for throwing him, him in and, and dropping Bailey Simons. I think he was injured there for a little bit and Simonson wasn't able to win his way back into the team. But we're talking about that left edge and the structure they play in. It's all about creating that space for Mike Acevo off the back of a sweep and Clint Gutherson. And Opacic being a bigger body just runs that terrific line. Mm-hmm. You have to hold on him. You can't give him an inch because he will run the perfect line. Yep. And if you hold out, or go out, I should say, he goes straight through every time. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing it does is it puts one Blake <laughs> on the wing who's better for yardage than Bailey Simonson anyway. So it's just a win all around, and, but a, a really, really good coaching call. Yeah, absolutely. So really interesting to see what the Eels dish up this week because um, – they're a scary side. They really are a scary side. And again, they're the only side that's beaten Storm and Penrith. Mm-hmm. And they're the two teams they play in the next week. Is this them full strength as well? Are they missing anyone? I'm pretty sure it's full strength. Like, is that is, is that their, their best bench? They're full strength. Yeah, they're full strength. Yeah. yeah, okay. So perfect. That's another thing. You've got to get lucky as well leading mm-hmm. into finals. Yep. They seem to have gotten lucky. You know, fingers crossed, obviously. Um, so, look, great stuff by the Eels. Yes, Bulldogs and Broncos. This week's going to test them, but the good thing is they're, they've, they're in a much stronger position in regards to form compared to last year. Last year, this time, they were like, honestly, struggling. And then, yeah, they put some games together in final series, um, but yeah, they, they, they were struggling heading into it. And plus, last year, they came fifth, didn't they? With Manly at four? Yeah, because they had to beat Knights to play the Penrith yeah. Panthers. Um, so yeah, if they can get that four spot, that is an improvement. Um, How about when... Like if a back rower scores a try and sets one up in a game, they're normally like the first point of conversation when you talk about a team's analysis. Isaiah Papali'i, oh. it is just the reg now. Yeah. He scores – like he scored one, set one up, ran for a stack of metres. <laughs> it's, it's honestly scoring a try every week is yeah. the norm for him. I can't believe how consistent he is. Oh. Like consistently 9 out of 10. Yeah. It's like his numbers compared to other back rowers is just astronomical. When before that he was – Consistently inconsistent. Yeah, it's, it's just the turnaround has been unbelievable. One of them great. Really going to be interesting to see what happens at the Tigers. Like, you know, because clearly different systems affect him differently. Like the Warriors system just didn't seem to work out. Whether it's his fault or whoever's fault, it doesn't matter. The Eel system just seems to be working for him. Whatever it is, it works for him. It's going to be interesting to see what the Tigers do. Um, now onto the Brizzy Broncos. I mean, there's not much to talk about. <clears throat> Extremely poor performance across the board. Um, I'm trying to think of any player that I, you know, some of the cover tackles of Payne Haas chasing across was really good. Yeah, I thought he came up with a couple of really big effort plays that, you know, they didn't actually get rewarded in the end, but I thought it was one of the few positives I could find out of that guy. Yeah. I I think um, I thought Billy and Jake Turpin didn't have the best games. Um, I've got a question for you on that, and that was going to be my talking point 
with the Bronx. Why do they keep change around the hookers every? I don't week? know. Like, That's, it's surely bizarre. you want some continuity and just some, just the, the we talk about often. Just keep your spine together, and they've been great all year. Surely you just stick with one of them, even if they do play a 50, 30 minute split. Kevin Walters chops and changes them every week, and then when he feels like he throws in Corey Packs. Well, that's what I'm not understanding, and this is my first talking point whilst I was watching the game. Turpin is starting, yet he was told he's not not wanted next mm. year. So, like, and I, I just it doesn't make sense. Like, why are we starting a guy? And and I like Turpin. I, like, I think that there's still a place for him in the NRL, and a fresh start is going to be great for him. But like, he's not good enough to be in the squad next year. But we're starting him at nine. How does that make any mm. sense? And also, we don't have any other specialist hookers that, that I'm aware of. I know we've got a young guy coming through, but so we're willing to get rid of our hook, one of our hookers that when the times are tough and we just got pumped, we put him in. It just doesn't make sense. And, and Billy Walters, unfortunately, especially this week, like he was really poor this week, four errors. Um, if all three of them, let's say they're all signed to 2025, what is your ideal hooking rotation? Well, between it, them? that's the thing. Like when we were winning, if I recall correctly, it was Billy Walters starting mm. um, and Corey Pakes was coming off the bench. So Surely that's your blueprint. Uh, that's, that's, oh, yeah. just, but then, you know, Billy had a really poor game, unfortunately, on the weekend. And I don't know what the answer is. Now, to be after these two performances, after these two performances, I would be making changes and... Um, I'd be bringing Gamble in I'd bring in Corey Pakes in Just because Like you know Turpin missed six tackles um, Had an error Billy Walters missed four tackles And uh, look They're not the only people That played poorly at all But I'm just surprised Like for example Tyson Gamble I, I don't know Like I know he's not The most naturally gifted player But I, I know I think we spoke about this Last week Where ticker. I was like yeah. I feel like there's something More there to get out of Tyson, so I'm, I'm not sure. Where, where, you're saying you bring Gamblin where at five eight or on the bench at on fourteen, bench, and okay. Corey Pokes starts. Okay, but yep. but that's because like I I just can't have like Billy Walters played so poorly. I just don't know how he. Yeah, I, I just I'm not sure what the answer is. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the answer is. I really don't. Um, and they're really like every bench player missed five tackles except for one, and he missed two tackles, but. He only played for 15 minutes. So, like, if he was – if you're looking at averages, every one of our bench players missed minimum five tackles, which is, you know, crazy talk. Um, Gamble hasn't lost a game this year. Uh, yeah, it's God. just – I just – some of the decisions I'm, I'm not sure of. Um, Ezra's defence, oh, he's so young. It's just not – doesn't seem to be – yeah, it's, it's part of growing as a rookie. Um, and it is the one thing that – I said at the start of the year, or even when I watched his highlights, I think I just said like, that's always going to be something he's going to need to work on is his defense. The thing is he started off really well. Mm. He's, like his defense was really strong, but I think maybe teams are starting to identify as a rookie that, you know, he is a rookie. He's still super young. He's in his first grade, first year of first grade. You know, he had some incisive runs. There's no, like we all know his attack can be, is, is thrilling. Um, but unfortunately, I think the last two weeks, I think last week he missed maybe nine or ten. This week he's missed eight tackles. Um, you know, Stags missed a few tackles. Um, Tomato Martin, Tomato Martin missed uh, three tackles. So, yeah, it's 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 really disappointing. Really disappointing. Oh, I'm just talking off solely numbers. Hopefully, you'll be able to. I mean, Kurt Capewell, 
Last five or six weeks, he's missed a minimum of six tackles. Yeah, I know. Is, is that him shooting up and cutting off things that I haven't noticed, or is but, that? That's that's what I was been talking about with his form. He has yeah. not been playing good footy, and I, I said it last week. Unfortunately, even our senior guys like Capewell and Reynolds haven't played that great of footy. Yeah, well, and it's like, are they fatigued? Are they tired? Like, what's? It's there's not a single. There's essentially not a single player playing really good footy at the Broncos right now, which is concerning. Which means that there is much more to it than form or whatever. There's got to be something going on there. Well, like, just looking at Kate, well, like, without targeting him, like, he's he's missed less than five tackles in one of his last ten games. Yeah. He's, he's been – he's missed a lot. Yeah. That's what I mean when I said in the Australian yeah. squad he has not been great. Um, you know, and then, <clears throat> then we've got other players that make a bunch of errors. It's just, you know, unfortunately, Jordan Pereira had the ga- one of those games that – he can tend to have, mm. and it's it's probably the reason why he doesn't play more first grade. He had three errors. Um, Corey Oates had another three errors. He had three errors last week. Yeah, so really, really disappointing. And and the thing is, is that like against a storm, you can make the excuse of bad night. We just that happens to all of us. There is no excuse for backing that up with what was backed up with on the weekend. Yeah, we had some injuries and guys go to you know all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're missing over a hundred tackles. Then in two weeks, then there's a serious attitude problem that needs to be sorted out. I know it sounds outrageous to ask this, considering his age and everything and how many games he's played, but if Pat Carrigan wasn't suspended, do you think you'd be in this spot? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, so it was against the Tigers. We lost to the Tigers. I, look, I, I think that we would still lose. Yeah. But I don't think we'd be losing by this much. Well, I mean... Yeah, and that, that for and against would be so important. I, just, oh, I can't see him on the the way that he's shown that he plays this year getting beaten by 50 and 60. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not this year anyway. So a lot of these, uh, unfortunately, it's a real man-in-the-mirror moment for a lot of these players. You just sit down and ask yourself, um, you know, what do you want to be as a player? Because, and we all have those moments. We've all been in a, like, well, not really, like, I don't, there's never been a time where I've played where I've got beaten by 60 and then 50, but we've all been beaten by large scores or been in bad form or whatever. And yeah, I think a lot of people need to realise what that jersey means to them and need to start playing for all the legends and greats that came before them because at the moment, just not looking good, man. Not looking good at all. And and, and the, the scary thing for the Broncos now is we've gone from a, a team that, wow, this team could build into winning a premiership to oh, we might need to clean some players out, mm-hmm. which is scary. Jeez. Like, to go through a whole rebuild when we thought we'd finally found the balance, really, yeah. yeah the, the thing is, is at the end of the day, yeah, let the fans down, all that kind of stuff. But at, the worst thing is, is these boys have let themselves down. They've let themselves down. So hopefully they can turn around, hopefully. But, yeah, not looking good. Not looking good. I think there, def- there seems to be something more going on behind the scenes. There has you, to be. You don't fall off a cliff yeah. like this um, 
you know, you can go on a losing streak for sure. We've that's sweet, but losing the way we've been losing and like losing to bottom of the table Tigers in the, the nights like we were lucky to beat them in the end there. Um, yeah, so it really is a cliff fall. Like, there's no other way to <sighs> describe it. Just like completely off a cliff. Anyway, hopefully the boys can turn around. Um, 